everybody welcome back to episode 25 of a couple of creeps i am your hostess with the mostest morgan and i am joined today once again by my least favorite co-host say hi colin hello who's your favorite then you only had three me chris and your mom on one your dad he hasn't even been on this shit <laughs> he's my favorite in theory in theory <laughs> <laughs> he is hypothetically the best host co-host get him on here and talk about his favorite see, subject yeah, which is aliens that's the problem with dad's though his ego though he's got the ego of a you know 60 something a white man of like you put him in front of a mic he's all of a sudden he's a starlet and he's gonna he's fucking like, take let's care go. he's let's gonna go. take over the show that's why he hasn't been on simply whelmed yet and he's hurting he well <laughs> he's about to be he's hurting for some whelmed i thought you were gonna say he's hurting for some squirting i was like ooh. <laughs> i stopped myself from saying that mm. I apologize. <laughs> I was trying to be good, but anyway, back to the subject at hand. Yeah. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about creepy places. Creepy Two places. creepy places, in fact. Backseat of your car. Always. <laughs> and our basement. And, nah, well, yeah. I mean, we've got a creepy basement, but not like a se- exceptionally creepy. If we had like another door down there, that's creepy. That's, yeah. That's well, dungeon stuff. I've heard that there was a house around here where they found like a crawl space in their basement and when they went down it they had like creepy mannequin stuff in there who told you this i believe your sister <laughs> well that would make sense she makes shit up all the time i believe that story came from your sister <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it but today we're going to talk about an old abandoned hospital in germany okay and then somewhere else that we all probably heard of <laughs> and, and then another, another place, place. <laughs> we're gonna talk about two places today the first place and then the other one and then the other one <laughs> the other one is gonna be the winchester mystery house yes so we're gonna start off with the simpler of the two which is the german hospital and then we'll move to yeah. winchester i like that you're tiptoeing around the german hospital because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got a very german name and i'm trying to work out in my brain how to say it so I apologize if it comes out. I like that you are the one that sets up the tea, and then you're always like, it's pretty hard to hit these names out of the park. <laughs> well, it does. when I'm looking at it, it looks more intimidating, but the letter placement seems like it shouldn't be. Did you like look up an audible, like, how do you pronounce this word? No. But Maybe start doing that. <laughs> we're just going to give it an old college try The old here. whack here. That's very American of you. I don't really know how to pronounce that, and I'm not really going to bother to learn it. I'm just going to give it a try. That's how everybody got their names when they came through Ellis Island. <laughs> Someone said their name, and then I went, how do you spell that? I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to write something down. <laughs> That's exactly how German names got turned into what they became in America. Yeah. Well, you know, off of Ellis Island. Let's head over to Germany to Bielet Halsatten Hospital. Okay. Like I said, it, I could was making the, it, it could be correct. Yeah, I was making it more intimidated than it, I think it was. Are you enjoying your coffee? Yeah, thumb's a little burnt, but or your tongue flicking it like a lizard. <laughs> like a little, little iguana. So, Bielet Hill Satin Hospital. Sometimes abandoned buildings merely look creepy, but in truth, we're home to some boring manufacturing plant or some benign industrial process. The B. Litz House Satin Hospital's history lives up to its dark visage. Built in 1898, this hospital complex of approximately 60 buildings located in the district of B. Litz Hill Satin between 1898 and 1930 
The complex served as a sanatorium for lung diseases, generally housing those with non-fatal conditions such as tuberculosis. Bad case of tuberculosis. <laughs> I like that it's then non-fatal. Yeah. You got the TB in 1898. They said then non-fatal? Yeah. Housing those with then non-fatal conditions, such as tuberculosis. Oh. So maybe in Germany in 1898, they had TB kind of treatable. Yeah. During the First World War, it served as a field hospital that treated the earliest casualties of such new weapons as machine guns and mustard gas. During this time, it also treated a young soldier by the name of Adolf Hitler, yep. who had been blinded by a British gas attack and wounded in the leg at the Battle of some. S-O-M-M-E. Battle of the Somme. Battle of the Somme. This earned, that actually earned him an Iron Cross. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure a few years later. Right, well, yeah. Yeah, he was decorated. Ironically, these experiences and his successful treatment would set the stage for the hospital to once again be used as a field hospital treating wounded Nazis during World War II. Occupied by the Russians in 1945, it served as a Soviet military hospital for the next 50 years until 1995. Long after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the hospital treated everyone from Communist Party members to the disgraced head of the East German government, who was sent there after being forced out in 1990. Wow. Today, while a few small sections of the enormous hospital are used for neurological rehabilitation and Parkinson's research, the majority of the complex, including the surgery ward, the psychiatric ward, and a rifle range, have all been abandoned and left to decay back into the surrounding forest. In 2002, it was used as a set for the Roman Polanski film, The Pianist. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, with uh, Adrian Brody. Mm -hmm. When I first started reading this, and they mentioned Roman Polanski, for some reason, all I could think of was My Left Foot. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when I saw that it was The Pianist, and my brain had to, like, disconnect the two. Like, that is not the same. As... As none of the complex was guarded until 2015, it was a popular popular place for urban exploration, drinking teenagers, and people looking to give themselves a good scare. Good spooky. Good spook. So that's just a... Little overview. Little overview of it. They didn't have a whole lot of details on it, but... It's still a strange place. Still a strange place, and the pictures of it online are very creepy. Yeah, well, and I think it's that weird thing of, like, hospitals are a creepy place anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. like you said, especially abandoned hospitals. Because, especially abandoned sanatoriums. Yeah. But then to, once you know the history as well, there's like this added level of like evil happened here. Yeah. You know, whether it did or didn't. Right. Yeah. And then that just adds creep factor to it. But I did, I didn't know that when you had said Hitler's hospital, I didn't know that you meant like where he was treated in World War One. I. I was yeah. like, oh God, what does she mean by Hitler's hospital? Is that like. Is that something I don't know about? Yeah, but no, see, he, uh, he got shot in the Battle of the Somme, and, like, he could have died there. Yeah. But instead, he, you know, he lived and went on to, you know. Be who he was. Be the Fuhrer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was just a little, little baby creepy place. <laughs> you know, just Nazis. Just Nazis, you know. Now we're going to move on to top tier, which is the Winchester Mystery House. The Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California that was once the personal residence of Sarah Winchester, the widow of firearms magnate William w- William Wirt Winchester. Yep. There's a lot of W's in there. 
He created the Winchester repeating rifle. Yes, he did. The house became a tourist attraction nine months after Winchester's death in 1922. The Victorian and Gothic-style mansion is renowned for its size and its architectural curiosities. Yeah. It is sometimes claimed to be one of the most haunted places in the world, but there is no evidence to support this belief. Much of the lore regarding the Winchester house and its owner is fanciful, unverified, and often proved false. Yeah. So, let's start with Sarah Winchester. Sarah Winchester, who was always called Sally, after her paternal grandmother was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. She married William Winchester in 1862. In 1866, Winchester gave birth to a girl named Annie Par- Party Winchester. Parody. Either way, I sound like I'm putting on an accent when I say <laughs> yeah. it. Party. Party. It's P A R D E E. Party, yeah. Yeah. What was her first name? Annie. Annie. Annie Party. Annie Party Winchester. Little Annie Party. However, she did not thrive and only lived a month. God. <laughs> Over here going, hi, Annie Pirate. And then you're like, she died at one month old. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, my God. She did not thrive. <laughs> she did not thrive and died at a month old. Between the fall of 1880 and the spring of 1881, Winchester's mother, father in law, and husband died. Yep. She was left with a large inheritance from her husband. In 1884, her eldest sister, Mary Converse, died. Around this time, she began developing rheumatoid arthritis, and her doctor suggested that a warmer and drier climate might help improve her health. Yeah. In 1885, at the age of 46, Winchester moved to California from New Haven, Connecticut. According to Mary Jo Ignoff, this is an author, mm-hmm. in her book, Captive of the Labyrinth, Sarah L. Winchester, Heiress to the Rifle Fortune, so... From her doctor's recommendation, her happy memories of traveling to San Francisco with her husband in 1870 and advertising about the weather and health benefits of California were possible factors in Winchester's decision to move there. Right, why she ended up going to San Jose. In 1886, Edward Rambo, a San Francisco agent for the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, took Winchester on a tour of the Santa Clara Valley to look for a home. He showed her a 45-acre ranch for sale that was located near San Jose, she purchased the property from John Hamm, which included a two-story, eight-room farmhouse. Winchester and her husband had developed an interest in architecture and interior design while building a home on Prospect Hill in New Haven. With plans to expand the farmhouse, Winchester hired at least two architects but dismissed them, deciding to do the planning herself. Right. She designed the rooms one by one, supervised the project, and sought advice from the carpenter she hired. She took inspiration for the house from the World's Fairs that were common then. Right. She was known to rebuild an abandoned construction if the progress did not meet her expectations, which resulted in a maze-like design. Yeah. In the San Jose News of 1897, it was reported that a seven-story tower was torn down and rebuilt 16 times. As a result of her expansions, there are walled-off exterior windows and doors that were not removed as the house grew in size. Multiple levels, up to five, were added to different parts of the house. The design was essentially Victorian with elements of Gothic and Romanesque features. Yeah. So, here are some features of the house. There were carved wood. There was carved wood on the ballroom walls and ceilings. Woods such as teak, maple, mahogany were used to make an intricate pattern on the ballroom floor. A large brick fireplace that was framed by two windows that included quotes from Shakespeare... The second floor had bedrooms that each had adjoining sitting rooms and sewing rooms. 
The wall coverings had a leather or metal appearance known as lincrusta wall coverings. The ceilings had moldings, stencils, and faux finishes. There were chandeliers from Germany, art glasses from Austria, furnishings from Asia, and paintings from France. An uncinator, I'm not sure how you pronounce that word, which was an early form of intercom and was a common feature of large homes during the time period, was installed for calling servants. There existed an indoor garden with slanted floors that would carry excess water to trap doors, which had pipes that would supply water to the outdoor flowers. A generator was installed for a water pump and electricity because of Winchester's height of 4 feet 10 inches Mm -hmm. and health issues. A stairway that has 44 steps that only rises 10 feet was built. (laughs) 44 steps. To go 10 10 feet up. Yeah. The windows (laughs) just... The windows are unusual since they are pastel-colored, asymmetrical in their design, and have sharp bevels. The windows on the upper levels had a spiderweb design. It has been claimed by tour guides and articles over the years that the windows were made by Tiffany & Co., despite the fact that the company rarely used beveled glass. The style of window is also found at Craig Darch Castle in British Columbia, Mm -hmm. prompting architectural historian Jim Wolfe to believe that the windows were made by the same company. Wolfe determined that glass artist John Mallon from Alexander Dusmere's company, the Pacific American Decorative Company, was the most likely artisan of the windows. The theory was confirmed in an envelope postmarked July 1894, which had the seal of Dunsmere's company on it and a scribbled note that appears to be in Winchester's hand and was discovered in the wall of one of the dining rooms <laughs> that was being restored. Jesus, I like that they just, she just had that in the wall. Yeah. Many of the art glass windows that were purchased were never installed and have been housed in a storage room. Yeah. So just buying all those fancy windows <clears> and they're, and they're not, just not using them. They're just in the garage outside. Yeah. Winchester would take breaks from construction on a regular basis to rest, sometimes for months since she tired easily. It slowed construction considerably and is counter to the claims made in articles in my tour guides that she had the house under construction around the clock for 48 years until her death in 1922. At its largest, the house had approximately 500 rooms. 500 rooms. 500 rooms. So, in 1906, there was an earthquake that hit San Francisco. And the Lindada Valley was severely damaged. No. Though there were rumors that Winchester was trapped in the San Jose home, there is no evidence that she was there. She owned several homes in California, and after the earthquake, she spent most of her time at her home in Altherton. The seven-story tower and most of the chimneys collapsed. One entire wing was destroyed along with the third and fourth-story additions. Winchester had the rubble removed and had little more done to the property after the earthquake. It left doors that opened to nothing, where balconies had once been, pipes that were protruding from what were once window boxes, and staircases that once led to upper floors, ending suddenly. Yeah. After 1910, due to failing health, Winchester did not work on the San Jose home except for odd maintenance jobs and adding an elevator in 1916. At this time, she dedicated her time to finances and building an investment portfolio. When Winchester died in 1922, the house had 160 rooms, 2,000 doors, 10,000 windows, 47 stairways, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, and 6 kitchens. Good God. So, I added in some popular culture because everybody loves the mystery of the Winchester House. In 1960, the Winchester Mystery House was used as the Cyrus Zorba House in the movie 13 Gross. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh Uh-uh. So, that's a cool fact. In 1966... 
The house was featured on the album cover of the California rock group Count Five. Okay. The tale of the Winchester Mystery House was the inspiration for the Haunted Mansion Disney ride. Right. The I first knew that. of which opened in 1969 in California. Yeah. So I don't know if it's really, I mean, it's creepy when you think about it. Yeah. And the well, history and, and just. And it's that thing to like, I mean, again, any house is creepy. Old buildings can be creepy. Yeah. Right. But then when you add in the strangeness of, it, it plays with that part of your brain that's like, you know, we seek patterns and we seek normalcy. Yeah. So then when you open a door and it's a brick wall on the other side. Yeah, you're like, or why? there's an interior window. That doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't look out to anything. It's just on the wall. Yeah. And it's just that really strange, well, that, that just doesn't feel right. And it can be disorienting, yeah. you know. And the idea of a home, you know, a home is supposed to be homey, you know, and comforting. Yeah. And for it to be a maze that you can get lost in is really strange and feels intentional. And you figure there's all the... Um, you know, myth and lore behind it that like she was building it to keep the ghosts confused yeah. and at bay because yeah. there was a bunch of guilt that she had wrapped up in herself of yeah the Winchester the Winchester rifle you mm-hmm. know arguably killed more people than anything up to that point yeah and so there was a lot of blood on her hands as far as she was concerned um well on her husband's hands and therefore on hers once he passed um and so yeah you've got that really weird like combination of things where like. If you buy into that part of things, you're like, oh, I'm in a house that's just full of ghosts, you yeah. know? And even if you're not, it is still just discerning to, like, it's it's uncomfortable to... Well, it's like they made that... Get um, lost in a maze of a house. Winchester movie not that long ago with Helen Mirren in it. Yeah, apparently that was garbage. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, uh-uh. I saw compliments of YouTube and apparently my looking patterns. Right. There's a couple videos that popped of it popped up of it like clips yeah and one of them was her standing in the hallway because apparently in the movie she would nail the door shut mm-hmm. with like a certain amount of nails sure. and, she, and she was standing in the hallway and all the nails just suddenly flew Start out the out. door so yeah. i'm like first off if that was a normal person just standing there that would be horrifying right that would be terrifying just to but yeah i think um yeah the just the can we talk about 500 rooms though yeah, that's insane. That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. I wonder how many rooms Buckingham Palace has. Right. Well, I mean, think about how many rooms our home has. Like, if yeah. you count this as a room, the living room is a separate room. The kitchen, the bathroom. Kitchen, the bathroom. I mean, we've got, what, 12 rooms tops? Yeah. You know? 500, 500. rooms. Uh, and that was at its height. Imagine dusting 500 rooms. I mean, you can't... You would have to feel like there would be rooms that she just had never visited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I'd only been in once. You know, yeah. you're at a point of like construction for the sake of construction. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I guess it's good that she's hiring those people, you know, and paying those people. But what a strange waste of funds. Yeah. You know, which is where some of that she's building rooms to, you know, lose the ghosts in and things like that. Yeah. But that's just real. Yeah. 500 rooms is insanity. I can't, I can't keep up on dusting our 12 rooms. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you just picture... Let alone cleaning... I like that, five, you're, I like that you're hung up on, on cleaning it. I'm stuck on cleaning 500 rooms. Like, she probably didn't have a herd of maids doing it. Right, yeah. It. I was like, I don't think she cleaned a thing. But I'm just stuck on the concept My of God, having how do you to clean, clean 500 rooms. 500 rooms. That just seems like a, a lot to me. 500 rooms is a lot to anybody, <laughs> Morgan. You're like, I wonder, it just feels like... Maybe it's me. Maybe 500 it's just rooms me, seems a lot. Seems like a lot of rooms. You know, it is. There's no seems like it is. That's, that is. A, that's a lot of fucking rooms. <laughs> there are neighborhoods with less than 500 rooms to, in them. You have to wonder how big the rooms were. 
Right, yeah. Like, what, like are you were, counting a closet as a room? You were know? they normal sized rooms? Like, um, when some you picture of them, a normal sure bedroom, but large. But you'd have to think that some of the rooms would just be extremely small. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's again. Are there rooms that like are uncomfortably small? You know, like you come into it and you're like, "What the fuck is the point of this room?" Like when was the bathroom, and you're sitting on the toilet, and your knees are touching the wall in front of you. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Now this bitch has more money than God." Why are my knees why, touching the wall? Why? Why? Is this bathroom uncomfortably tiny? <laughs> Why is it so fucking small? Yeah. But again, that's just the part that, you know, you're stuck on cleaning. I'm stuck on the waste of it where I'm thinking about, like, if there's rooms that she's never visited yeah. or been in once. It's like, what the fuck? She built that room. Yeah. For the sake of building, building that room. Because money was no object. So I guess for fun, I'll just fucking design just a 500 room mansion. And then when it collapses because of an earthquake, I'll just be like, oh. Fuck you. I'm done. Yeah. Listen, if money was no object, I'd be somewhere where it was warm 24-7. Right. I would not be building Listen, if I if I was wealthier than God due to blood money, (laughs) I would be just fine with it now. (laughs) Unbothered. I'd be fine. I'd be over in Paris shopping, spending my time somewhere warm. But You know, all those warm summer places on the continent of Europe. Well, just because I'm in Europe shopping doesn't mean I'm going to go to sleep in Europe. Right. Yeah, you'll and take if your I, jet. I'll take my jet somewhere. I would fly from Paris to Greece. Yeah, there you it's, go. It's, oh, it's warm there. Go Picture, to the Mediterranean? Oh, yes. 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 Travel to fucking Naples. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said, what about my Naples? Oh, just to, picture it. Go to fucking Sicily? Come on now. Oh, right in a gondola in Italy? That's Venice, yeah. Anyway, we got off subject. That was the Winchester mystery. If I had the Winchester's money, I'd be in motherfucking Barcelona right now. I would be there sipping a nice cappuccino. (laughs) Ebatha. That's where the Brits go. You know, the wealthy Brits go on vacation is Ebatha. I went to Ebatha. This fucking threw me off. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I actually received an email from a listener this week who enjoyed our. Catherine Knight story. I wanted to learn more about the other. Is her first name Mary? No, it was not Mary. Was there an M in her name somewhere? The listener or? No, the Catherine. Catherine Knight's the one that killed her husband. Yeah. yeah. Her name didn't have an M in there anywhere? I don't believe so. I'd have to double look. Shit. But anyway. I've been telling people about like this Maria Knight. It was Catherine Knight. Catherine Knight. Hmm. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, my listener thought she really enjoyed the story. Yeah. And she would like to hear more about the other women that have been executed just because. In Australia or um, in the States? Just in the States. I was like, no one's been executed in Australia. No, just in Australia. the. Australia. Because we talk about how there was only 18 women that have ever been executed. Yeah. And they thought it would be cool if we did a story on each of them. So I thought yeah. maybe I, I was bad. I ran out of time and I didn't look up the woman's name, but I thought next week. I would do an episode on the first on the first woman who was executed, executed in the United, United States. States, and then the next week I would do a different story, and then do another one. That way, it's not just women killing sure. their husband or people for eighteen weeks. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I promise I'm not a man hater. Eighteen weeks. Of, All right, here's women to kill your husband. Here's my co-host, my husband. I'm over here just why trembling. Did sound, why did you sound like Jesse Ventura? Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Down here in the bar. Down here in the bar. <laughs> I've got somewhere north of 150 dogs. Wild, wild dogs. dogs. 
fucking Will Sasso does a great impersonation of him. But anyways. Anyway, sorry, um, we're back on topic. So I thought that was what we would do next week. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Give me a like on wherever you listen to your podcast. But you can send me an email at a couple of creeps at gmail.com. That's the letter A, couple O creeps at gmail.com. And as always, stay creepy, my friends. <laughs>